Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello everyone out there listening. This is Jacqueline here. Uh, (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about procrastination. If you're a normal human being, Uh, You've probably struggled with this at some point and probably still do to this day. And coming from someone who used to be a classic procrastinator and still struggles with it as well, I have my best productivity tips for you when it comes to procrastination. And typically what I used to do is I used to procrastinate and then I would binge and binging became my form of procrastination sometimes. And I sometimes know people who they will procrastinate with binging or they'll they'll binge while they're working because they think that they're good multitaskers when actually it doesn't help at all. So that being said, I think this would be important because I know a lot of struggle clients struggle with it. And I actually made a post about this a while ago. So um, this is what this is based off of. Okay, so let's first paint the picture. You um, should have done like the should have done the taxes. You should have paid the bills. You should have done the laundry and the dishes and the work that your boss has requested from you. You should have sent all those emails out weeks ago, maybe months ago, maybe like a year ago. You should have done it, and now it's all coming together. And everything that you haven't done, uh, but you should have done earlier, is due. And you're just staring at everything you need to do. It's all spinning around in your head, and you feel overwhelmed and guilty and terrible for letting yourself get to this point. And those feelings are overwhelming, you know. So instead of doing those things, what do you do? You binge instead. Classic scenario I've been through a million times and a lot of my clients have struggled with too. Um, now when I procrastinate, it's more so just like, I'll watch some Netflix and clean. Um, that's what I'll do. So I procrastinate with cleaning. <laughs> it's totally a thing I do and I'm sure a lot of you guys do that too. So trust me, I know. But what do you do when you're in this situation because it is overwhelming and awful? I think that the first thing you need to do, which I think is the first thing I recommend in most of, is that you have to accept where you are. You have to recognize that you are here. This is this is the place that you're at for better or for worse. A lot of people, what they try to do is they they recognize that they're there, but then they, they try to say like, I shouldn't be this way. How could I let myself get to this point? I'm such a mess. Um, how could I do this? Blah, 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 blah. And here's what I'll say. I don't care if it's all entirely your fault. Probably a lot of it is. You probably should have done those things earlier. Probably should have been more on it. Maybe keeping a to-do list, whatever. But saying that, knowing that, it does not help you get out of the situation. It just makes you feel worse and guilty about it. And it's not going to help what you need to do now, which is take care of that stuff, right? So just try to accept like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we need to do. We need to take an inventory and we need to get started because I swear to God, the guilt tripping is not helping you. Um, The blame game is not helping you and wishing you would have done something differently and wondering why you're such a fuck up. None of that is helping you. What will help you is just saying, this is where, what, what we need to do. And then once you've kind of accepted that, it's good to just sit down and make a list, make a list of everything that you need to do and 
try to take an inventory of, okay, what all is it? And sometimes when I have been procrastinating and overwhelmed, um, thinking I have so many things to do, when I write things down, it actually isn't that much. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a lot. It's like, oh God, how did I get to this place? But sometimes it's actually not that bad. So just accept where you are, take a breathing moment to just recognize where it is. And then once you've done that, make a list. And if you can't, don't have time to sit down, you're on the go, make a list on your phone. I like personally writing things down on a piece of paper on my to-do list. Um, and shout out, this is not a sponsor ad, but I keep track of everything I need to do on my Google calendar and my full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. Both of those things have really changed my life. Uh, so if you need a really good daily planner, full, full focus planner is something I absolutely love. Again, not sponsored. <laughs> I should be sponsored by them though. But so make a to-do list of every single thing you need to do. And then I want you to prioritize that to-do list. Uh, so you may be writing things down that aren't necessary, but it's important to make a to-do list and then go through and highlight all the things that are absolutely urgent and necessary and you know you need to get done and you want to get them done because you don't want to deal with the consequences of not getting them done. And I think that's key to say because a lot of people say, I have to, I have to, I have to. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but you don't have to do anything. You don't have to eat. You don't have to take care of your baby. You don't have to go to work. You just, if you didn't do those things, there would be some severe consequences that you don't want to deal with. And you actually, even though maybe you hate your job, you like the paycheck that you get because it allows you to pay your bills. And maybe sometimes taking care of your child is very, very stressful and taxing and awful. But at the end of the day, you love them and you want to take care of them and you care about them. So you want to take care of them, even though it's not necessarily the ideal thing to do. And same thing with eating food or cleaning or anything like that. You don't necessarily like, doesn't isn't super appealing, but you actually deep down want to do them. So when you're making this list, go through everything you actually want to do and want to get done and highlight those things. Those are your super important things. Second thing you need to do after, or third thing you need to do after making, accepting where you are and then making the list, you've stopped the guilt tripping and you're ready to just do, to move forward. You need to start with something. And this is where people fall right back into that overwhelm because they think, oh my God, I, but I have so much to do. I need to be, maybe I could do two things at once, or maybe I can like try to get them all done today. Like just pick one thing and do it. And I know you might be tempted to multitask. Please do not. I know that people sometimes like playing things in the background or um, trying to maybe uh, listen to something while doing things or maybe try to do two actions at once. Don't try to do that. It's supposedly maybe women are better multitaskers, but we're not really that much better, um, if at all. Uh, <laughs> the, don't think that you can multitask. You're going to get things done much faster if you just start one thing. And to get yourself started, there are a few tips and tricks I'm sure you've heard, but I'm going to list them out here. Sometimes you can just say, I'm going to start this for two minutes. I'm just going to start typing. So for example, for this podcast, uh, I'm bulk recording podcasts today for the next month. And uh, instead of like, typically what I do sometimes when I want to record a podcast is I procrastinate, I drag my feet, I, I, I'm not in the headspace to record. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what to say, blah, 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 even if I have outlines made. But once I hit the record button and actually just start talking, even if I'm rambling about my day, I start to get in the groove, in the flow of things. So 
if you're waiting to get started to feel like if you're waiting to feel motivated to get started, that's actually the maybe incorrect way to go about it or not the realistic way. Sometimes you do feel motivated and that's great. It's, it would be lovely if I was motivated every single time I wanted to make a podcast. But the truth is I'm not. But sometimes doing the action, getting the action started can actually build that momentum and motivation in itself because now you've gotten it started. It's also easy to keep going with things when you've already started the task. We all have a little bit of that OCD in us, right? And you just want to keep on going. You're already there. You're already flowing. That's why rambling can be so easy. It's so easy to do in a podcast because you want to keep on talking about subjects, keep on going, going, going. So just start with one thing. And if you really are feeling overwhelmed, just pick whatever. It doesn't even matter. One from your highlighted list of priorities and start just doing it. Even if you're doing it badly, the more you get into it, the better it's going to be. The two minute rule, I think James Clear talks about it in his book um, about atomic habits and a lot of other productivity books say something similar. Just start it for two minutes, right? Just make a pact to yourself. We're going to start it for two minutes, see how it goes. And more often than not, once you've already started, you're going to want to keep on going. Don't wait to be motivated to begin something. Just pull the plug. You can even borrow the little, um, the Mel Robbins tactic of a tactic of five, four, three, two, one, go, and just take the action. And a lot of people always ask like, how do I do it? And it's the same as asking, how do I get up out of a chair? You just have to get up out of that chair. Breathe through it. The same tactics you use to not binge and purge, you're going to use here to get it started. But once you get it started, you will feel a lot better. Then fourthly, some little mind hack that I want you to think about is stop telling yourself the task is going to be incredibly difficult or hard or awful. That may be true. Like I'll level with you. If you procrastinated a bunch and you know, you've just been binging for weeks and not taking care of any of the things that you need to get done and you're just in a hot mess, it's going to be a little bit anxiety provoking. It's going to be overwhelming. It probably is going to be super pleasant, but you might, first of all, find the work once you actually get it started to be much more satisfying because you're taking care of the problems that have been bothering you for weeks and weeks and weeks. It might, you might actually find it very rewarding once you get it started. Keeping busy is kind of a great thing for mental health because you're staying productive, you're keeping yourself doing things, you're giving yourself some purpose each and every day. And so we think all the time when we have a mountain of work that it's going to be this awful thing, but sometimes I feel most alive when I'm doing work, when I'm doing the podcast, when I'm working with clients, once I get in those meetings. The time beforehand, I always drag my feet, I always feel worried, I always think it's going to be a horrible time. And then once, I, once I'm actually in there... I'm reminded of why I chose this career, why I'm doing this, why I'm helping people, why I like to speak about these things. And so more often than not, I'm really trying lately to, when I'm having those anxious feelings, reminding myself that once I'm in there, it's actually a lot of fun. And you, those thoughts just don't organically happen for me and they probably aren't going to organically happen for you. So you really need to purposefully think about why it will actually be helpful for you. I put a quote on social media this um, week from a book I'm reading called The Science of Self-Control by Menno Henselmans. Um, Hopefully I pronounced his name correctly. Uh, How your thoughts behind things really, really matter in terms of the work that you have to do. And I thought it was a perfectly uh, relevant quote for today. His quote is, it doesn't matter as much how difficult the work you do is by any objective standards. Really what matters or what really matters is how difficult you think it's going to be. If you think something is easy, that cultivates what psychologists say, self-efficacy, belief in your own ability, self 
efficacy is a strong predictor of good performance in almost everything we do. Basically what he's saying in this paragraph here, those are just a few quotes from the paragraph, is that what you think of the task at hand is going to affect how you experience it. And I've been saying this for a long time on the podcast, but just to reiterate here, um, hearing things more than once helps you learn. If you think it's going to be terrible, it's going to be a really terrible time. So as you're procrastinating all these things and you're trying to prepare yourself to get started with a task, your brain wants to tell you it's going to be awful, you're going to be horrible at it, you're not going to be able to get it done, it's going to take so long. Try to counteract those thoughts with reminding yourself that you don't actually know and it might actually be fun, it might actually be enjoyable, it might not even take that long. So actually, I was very mentally prepared for the podcast this morning that I had to do, but then I had a whole bunch of technical difficulties, I'm sick all these other things going on. So it actually turned out to be a long fiasco. And now I'm recording this podcast when it should have happened this morning. However, this podcast is actually taking a lot less time and less effort than I thought it was going to take when I originally had all those technical issues. So even when shit hits the fan, it could actually be not that bad. So be careful with the language that you're using before the task and try to remind yourself, amp yourself up, be your own hype man and remind yourself it might be a good time. Lastly, And this is the most important part for procrastination um, and getting yourself to actually start doing the things that you need to do is that you don't have to quell the anxiety or fear to begin the task. So this is what people do with binging and purging, um, does urges, and it's the same thing you need to do with procrastination urges. They think that they have to make the urge to not do that thing, um, to, to do that thing, disappear in order to move forward. And it's actually not true. You can just hold that fear with you, hold that anxiety with you, and then move forward. Yes, it takes effort. Yes, it's uncomfortable. And yes, it's tiring. The more you practice that though, the more you will be able to tolerate it as time goes on. And the more you actually probably will feel less and less fear and anxiety because you get used to the fact that it happens. For example, I'm an introvert. I always want to run from meetings. And in the beginning, I really, really would have lots of anxiety before meetings. And I still do have anxiety before any time I'm getting on a Zoom meeting with someone or doing a podcast. I want to run the other way. But I've gotten so good at just recognizing that feeling and being okay with it being there and then hitting the start button anyway that It just happens so much quicker than it used to be. It used to be such a laborious process for me to get onto a meeting and get myself prepared, and I would be immensely exhausted afterwards. And sometimes I'm still like that, but more often than not, it's actually a much quicker process because I know what's going to happen. I know that I can handle it. I know that the fear is just a feeling, the anxiety is just a feeling, and then when I get on, it'll be perfectly fine. The same thing you want to do for you. You don't want to have to wait till your fear and anxiety goes away to do something. If the world was like that, then we would not get a lot of stuff done. A lot of times you just have to walk onto that stage whether or not you're ready. Um, And that's kind of the shitty part about life is that you can't be perfectly ready for everything. Sometimes you can, but more often than not, you just kind of have to wing it and go forward anyway. And so that would be my final advice. If you are standing there paralyzed by a mountain of things to do, If you've taken into account everything you need to do, you just need to get started on that one task, please remember that you can do it despite this overwhelming panic that you're feeling. You just have to move your hand toward the task that you need to do. You need to just start doing one dish. Maybe it's start doing one thing for your finances. I don't know what you've been procrastinating on, whatever it is, but I promise you just doing that one thing, getting it started, whether you feel that anxiety or fear, you will be able to do it despite having that feeling. Um, And 
I wrote down, this is from the post that I made about this on my Instagram, trying to cure the fear before it starts is not something to be able to, able to master. master. Really, what is required for you is to just tolerate that fear. And over time, that gets easier and easier and easier. Um, and then once you've kind of gotten out of the mess of the procrastination, it's easy to keep getting into those messes if you're a chronic procrastinator. Um, if you're constantly identifying that chronic procrastinator slash binging when you're procrastinating, um, getting into those messes. Firstly, don't think about that right now when you're getting cleaning up this mess. Just focus on cleaning up the mess. But once you feel like you've gotten your head above water, then try to come up with a system and try to um, experiment with that. A system of organization that works for you. Like I've said, I use the Full Focus Planner and Google Calendar to organize most of my time. That keeps me very on top of things. Uh, And it's been the best system. I've been using it for I've been using Google Calendar for two years, three years now, but I've been using the Full Focus Planner for over a year now. And so it really does work for me, but you need to figure out some sort of management system that works for you. And I know what your thoughts are when I say that. You're like, Jacqueline, I've tried so many things. None of them works for me. When I first started using Google Calendar to organize my days and meetings and times, it was a complete shit show. I was not good at it at all. And what I want to say here is that organization and discipline with your time is also a skill. It doesn't come naturally to most of us. And actually, most humans just like to chill like most animals in the world and not do things. Being able to organize your time, think ahead and not procrastinate. If you're used to procrastinating all your life, if you're used to not having organized time, that takes time to develop that skill. It is just a skill. You wouldn't expect an employee, a new employee on their first day to have everything all put together. So why are you expecting yourself to be able to organize your time perfectly well on the first try? It's going to take practice. It's going to keep keep going back and re um, reassessing the system that you're doing what works for you. And I'm still working on how to manage my time better. And like I said, I still struggle with procrastination to this day, but it's gotten a lot less severe than it used to be. And so if I can do that, you can certainly change and get better and better at things over time. It's not going to happen overnight. Please don't expect that. Give yourself the patience to change little by little, not grand leap by grand leap. So hopefully that makes sense to you. I think these are my best tips for procrastination. And then after you've gotten yourself out of procrastination, you can breathe a little bit. Then it's time to develop a system. Even if that system completely fails, now you know and you can adjust and see what worked and didn't work about that system and then move forward. Even though I use the, the full focus planner and Google Calendar, there's still things in my system that I do that not everyone does and that I've adjusted. I use the calendar a little bit differently than other people. So you need to find out what works for you what um, best practices you can leave and best practices you want to keep with you. And maybe I'll have a whole podcast episode on time management on itself since I've gotten a lot better at over the years. But if you're in a mess today, please remember these tips. Accept where you are. Stop guilt tripping yourself. It doesn't help where you are right now. Make a priority list of things that are actually important. Um, The dishes can wait unless that's what you've been procrastinating on, in which case you can get started with it. But prioritize tasks that are actually important for you, what's going to move you forward and get you out of this mess. Start with one thing. Remember that just getting started is all that's required. You can worry about getting the rest done later, but once the, the, the hardest part is actually 
picking up that one thing that you need to do and getting it started, use the two minute rule. Just starting bargain with yourself that you're going to do it for two minutes and you might find that momentum builds once you start it. Know that you don't have to quell that anxiety or fear to get it started. And actually getting it started is probably the thing that will quell that anxiety and fear, not some sort of mind ninja trick. And that you can do it regardless of the fear that you feel or the paralyzing anxiety. All you need to do is move in that right direction. Eventually, you will get out of that mess. And then remember, you're more likely to have a terrible time if it's a terrible time. You're more likely to crush it if you think it's going to be easy. Um, That is a little mind ninja trick you can do. It won't solve the fear, but it will make you more confident. And then you actually might have a much better time once you actually get into it. And then lastly, after you've gotten your head above water, then try to come up with an organizational system. Try to do, do, do. And then once you've gotten your head above that water, start the organizational system. And remember, organizing your time, not procrastinating, not procrastinating is a skill. Okay. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go record another podcast now for you guys to be out in a few weeks. And remember, if you need more support in bulimia recovery, I offer both a private coaching and online course. I talk about things like procrastination with my clients all the time. I've talked about time management with at least, I think, 90% of my clients and I've helped them improve that quite a bit. Uh, You can start your recovery journey with me today at bingebakers.com. You do not have to struggle with this forever. Thank you for listening, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and please remember to never give up on yourself. Bye.